handsome contest. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Guys Who Talk About Sports. I'm Joe, and with me as always are Zach, Brent, Steve, and Tony. Uh, we've got a great episode for you guys today. Stoked about it. Um, but make sure that you guys take a beat. Make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. We absolutely love doing this podcast, and we're going to keep doing it. Uh, so make sure that you guys leave us a review so that we know you guys are listening. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Guys Talk Sports 101 on Twitter. Guys Talk Sports with two Z's. Head bust a microwave shit, then taking two minutes. You know that there's some scraps in the club, they let my crew in. I might just do the Michael Vick man and cook your left hand. If you ain't talking about buying ground, then I'm a dev man. I can make the dope do numbers, but stay set up, man. I told my bitch to die, her hair red like Danny Rodman. If Gucci man got so much money, then why he robbing? We 30 deep, we cover the street. Uh, we're just going to get right into it. And we're going to talk about Mr. J.J. Watt going to play for the Cardinals. Um, Three knocks for the boy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty great. He kept the whole world guessing for a while, though. You know, that was that was interesting. I don't was, think any of it mattered. It was pretty cool that he broke his own um, news story, I guess, where he was going. You know, mm-hmm. I think he wanted to uh, announce that he was leaving the Texans and somebody else broke that news before he could. And he was like disappointed about that. So he made sure I think I even heard a story. He like ordered a, a bunch of shirts for the final, I guess, his final three or final five, whatever it was. And he even ordered it to his friend's house because he didn't want the FedEx delivery man to like figure out what it was and like send it out and or like leak it in that way. He was so paranoid about it. He's like, I want to leak this. I want everybody to know that it was my decision. Yeah, I think I think that's you know. gonna be sack central for the next next couple seasons. I think a better question to ask Joe is what does this mean for the division that he joins? Uh, specifically a quarterback in there who's already complained about no protection. And then another team in their division adds an additional pass rusher. Um, I'm interested to see how that plays into Russell's decision come down to the the end. I, I'm not sure if anything will happen or his influence, um, but just keep an eye on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that bodes well for the Seahawks at all. I mean, I mean that 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 division's already got a pretty solid group of pass rushers, so just adding JJ Watt into it is just that poor poor those poor quarterbacks. I mean, good luck, to be honest. For J.J. Watt, too, you know you're the GOAT when they take a number out of retirement so you can still wear it because 99 was retired in Arizona. And forgive me, I don't know who it was because I don't even think they were the Arizona Cardinals when the number got retired. They were like the Chicago Cardinals, excuse me. (laughs) The Cardinals. The Cardinals. Great team name. That's a good one. J.J.'s the GOAT. I looked up the number uh, that was 99 retired before, and it was uh, Marshall Goldberg, who wore the number as a player for the Chicago Cardinals in the 1940s. Uh, he included four All-Pro selections and an NFL championship. Uh, and his daughter actually gave blessing for him to wear it. So shout out to uh, Marshall Goldberg. 
All right. Hey, shout out to the Goldbergs and shout out to JJ Watt for being that kind of player. You know, shout out to Tony I mean, breaking that news. Yeah, and shout out to Tony. Good. Hey, that's some good. Uh, that's some good internet search, but my man. You did, hey, you... shout out Anchor. Shout out Anchor. Shout out Anchor. <laughs> Speaking of retiring a number, uh, what? There's there's news out of Houston, um, that they may be retiring number thirteen. Good move, bad move. What the hell move? That's a, it's a what the fuck move are you doing? Like, you just you just traded him earlier this year, and you're already going to retire his number. Like that's, I mean, that's way he, too premature. Right? He publicly like wanted out of your organization. Like it, yeah. it wasn't a secret. You know, that's the dust is still settling. Exactly. People are, people are still like trying to figure out, like, oh man, like where are we going as an organization now that we don't have James Harden? You're going to be like, all right, well. He did amazing, even though he never made it to the Western Conference Finals. Let's just retire his number because he's amazing. exactly. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's another point. Like, why? Didn't <laughs> make, Steve, didn't they make the finals one time, or the Western Conference Finals one time against the Warriors, or was that the semis? Wasn't didn't they go deep? Didn't, weren't they up three two? Wasn't that the Western Conference Finals? That was the Thunder that was up 3-1 against the Warriors that one year. No, remember when Chris Paul was getting buckets against the Warriors? Oh, fuck, you are right. Yeah, they they did make the Western Conference Final one. But, I mean, it still doesn't matter. The the organization bent over backwards for him, and then when everything went to shit because they did everything he wanted and it didn't work, he was like, this team sucks, I want out. He scored points, but he he didn't win when it counted. I feel like in order to get your number retired by a team, like you got to be retired first. Like I feel like that's one of the criteria. People have been doing that recently, though. I feel like a lot of teams have been retiring numbers of players that are still playing, and it just seems weird. Like, what if they come back? Does he have to wear a new number, or are you gonna pull his jersey down from the Raptors and let him wear it? And then that happened with MJ. Well, MJ is a special. Like MJ, you're like, all right, okay. Like, come on back. You can come back and play. I, I don't see James Harden returning to Houston anytime soon unless it's in a strip club. Yeah, he's probably got his own private strip club at this point due to coronavirus. The strip clubs should probably retire his jersey more than the Rockets should. They have more right to and reason to. <laughs> the VIP section, the James Harden VIP section. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're the ones that are the most sad about him leaving. They're like, dude, James was 90% of our business. Businesses shutting down left and right. What are we gonna do? James was like knocking on the door, like <laughs> unemployment in, rising in Houston. I mean, you gotta pandemic. think if there's if there's ten in Houston, he probably went like went to at least five home a week. He, he probably kept them all afloat during the pandemic, just knocking their doors down. Let me in, <laughs> James. We don't have anybody here. Everybody's home. You think he had like keys to these different establishments, and he'd just like unlock them and just go like sit down and like pretend in his mind that people are on there like dancing that's just his safe so alone in the strip club <laughs> that was probably like his dream when he was a kid he's like when i make it i'm gonna play basketball and go to strip clubs in every city and then he just made it and was like well now i can do it dude the guy who did who found the stats that he plays worse after being in cities like that have major strip clubs is my hero. I love that guy. <laughs> That's a great stat. We will be looking into that a little bit more, especially now that the pandemic, we're kind of starting to come out of the pandemic. 
and you know we're starting to look for you know some some betting sponsors it's a big know? factor into betting and we're going to track the best strip clubs in the cities that he goes to so be on the we're lookout fading for that. the nets and we're fading the nets baby you know <clears throat> i know this is a little off topic but i just want to put it out there um not a shout out to that to the housekeeping who came into my uh, hotel room today and uh ungracefully threw away some uh, prized possessions um looking to go get my zin pouches back but uh addiction is strong and um, i'm going to be uh, having a call down to the front desk here shortly i expect a full reimbursement on that i can't believe that zach for, for Absolutely, those of sir. you that don't know our man is out grinding he's on the road all day and of course he's going to take the time Scout to join me. us he's out scouting you know watching film but he's making sure he's taking the time to get on the show. So thanks, Zach. Of course. And, um, and I'm, I'm down here in, in Dallas trying to get the full scoop of, of what the fans say have to say about, about Dak. And um, I've been hearing a lot of buzz around town. People are getting very excited about Russell. And it's like Dak never existed. Now I'm thinking to myself, okay, you have Russell, but I know Dak and he wants revenge. And what better place to get revenge and the NFC East and Washington. Okay. I mean, that'd be that'd be wonderful if yeah, that- uh, Mr. Mr. Prescott came, but maybe for a uh, maybe for a fraction of his price. May, you know, if if uh, if we he came the to the wash. Well, I mean, that's not that's not the point. What I'm saying is, think of the revenge, Dak. I'm talking straight to you, Mr. Prescott. Think, don't think of the money right now. You'll get the money. Think of the revenge. How's he coming off that injury, though? I mean, he did really, really fuck up his leg. Hey, we we, we take quarterbacks who get injured. (laughs) I mean. Well, um, speaking of Russell Wilson, so he said what? He said that he'd be interested in going to the Cowboys, which I don't understand. The Bears, which I don't understand. Makes even less sense. The the Saints, which, okay. Okay. And what what was the fourth team? He said there was a fourth team. I don't know. Oh, those are the three some, I heard. Those are the three. I thought there was a fourth one. Um, fourth one's out. Yeah, fourth one's fourth one's out. What I'm saying is those those are those are three kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, two questionable picks. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think he should go to Washington. Why would and, anybody uh, want to go to Chicago? That's what I want to know. Oh, the way the Redskins played on D this year, I think it's definitely an enticing option. Okay, it's uh, it's the it's the Raiders, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. For the fourth that's five, what five, it is. Team. Oh, okay, that's actually a pretty decent. I um, wouldn't. Yeah, that I did just see a thing that uh that said their their GM or someone said they're sticking with their car though. So yeah, Mike Mayock. Mm. Yeah, who knows? I heard that. Um, Mike Mayock's the GM there in Las Vegas, and I'm pretty sure. They they decided to not part ways with um, with Derek Carr, and I believe they still have Mariota for another year. So I think they just might roll with that, and that does not help I mean, the the free agent market for quarterbacks. I'm, I'm reading the quote right now, and it says Raiders GM Mike Mayock endorses Derek Carr, calls him one of the top QBs in the NFL. So I'm gonna have to disagree with you there, but uh, sorry, Mike Mayock, <laughs> one of the top in the league. All right, yeah. that, Zach. I I, t- I, t- I take him top ten. All right, let's do this. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Who's all right? Top ten quarterbacks in the league right now, just off the top of the dome. Hustle Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom. Hold Brady. on, I'm typing this stuff down. 
In no particular order. Okay. Justin Mahomes. Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah, of course. Tom. Yeah, Tom Brady. Tom, that's four. Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. Lamar. I put Lamar in there. I'll put Lamar. Oh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yes. Mm. Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kyler Murray is definitely better than Derek Carr. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No doubt. (laughs) 100%. Um, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. 100%. Uh, did, did we, got, we, got eight names. we got eight names on here. Nine names, including Rodgers. Who's who's number 10? Who are we missing? I feel like we're, feel like we're missing someone. Like, obvious. Oh, Heineke. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he's a fucking oh. – he's, he's a goat. Sam Darnold, bro. <laughs> Sam, of course. Um, who's that down in Jacksonville? Minshew. <laughs> no. Um, Would, uh, Dak Prescott? Maybe. I'd, I'd probably put Dak Prescott ahead of him. Maybe. He had a um, really good year before he got hurt. Yeah. I mean, really he, good. He, oh. got, he ended up having more passing touchdowns than, like, Baker Mayfield and Cam Newton. Baker might have passed him at the end. I'm not 100% sure. Are we putting guys. Tannehill or Herbert in there? Ooh, guys, boy, guys, we're, guys, we're forgetting Matt Ryan. We're forgetting Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know about Matty Ice. Okay, but Ben I mean, Roethlisberger. Are we least. going all-timer all right now? Oh, uh, Let's go right now. Honestly, I I might take Tannehill over Derek Carr. Literally, this has Carr tenth. This ranking I'm looking at. <laughs> That's funny. It has Kyler Murray and oh my god, this ranking is bullshit. I'm putting all that. Nope. Well, that's eleven names right there. It actually might be yeah. twelve. I don't think I don't know if I'd put Matt Ryan. Uh, I would take okay, right yeah, now. I, I I took Matt off. Just right now, you know. Oh, Breeze. Mm. Depending on if he retires or not. Yes, I would take Breeze over Carr. I mean, he was pushing around a huge sled the other day, and he got his hair back. Did this just turn <laughs> out of, dude, you get your hair back, you get your confidence back, and you play football. Sled. I think this segment just turned into QBs we would rather have than Derek Carr. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we did just keep throwing man. him down the list. All right. Yeah, I, I think that Derek Carr is uh, – is not top 10, but he, I mean, he's certainly a serviceable quarterback. He's, he's top 32 at least. Get him. Get him. He looks like he wears eyeshadow and that really just throws me he, off. I don't know he why. does, right? Okay. He's I'm not really the only one who thinks hands. that. Pretty boy. He's definitely going to have to do the actual rankings in another episode. Yeah. From 09 to present, uh, most valuable player in 2011, three-time all-star. And we all know the Derrick Rose story. So let's talk. Who is your goat number one? I want to add gonna, one. I want to add one person in there. We're gonna yeah. go soccer player Gianluigi Buffon, the goalie from Italy, all-time legend, all-time legend. I've, I bet I've never heard of him. Well, That's you, should, you should have. For our for our European listeners out there, they'll respect that. I'm just Buffon. gonna put that out there. That's my number one. Number one. Okay. Okay. And Can maybe you, in five, and maybe in five years, it'll be Zion. So speaking of new segments, uh, I've got a new one that I'm just particularly stoked about. Um, we've got the goat by number. All right. So what this means is we're talking about the greatest of all time to wear a particular number. We're going to start at one, and we're going to finish at zero. Okay. Actually, we may even finish at double zero. 
We absolutely can. Yeah, we'll finish a double zero all the all you know in, in a couple weeks. Um, but just to get us started, so let's talk goat by number one. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and read the player and I'll read some highlights of theirs. Just I mean, some of these guys are really old. So we've got Ozzy Smith, baseball legend, 15-time all-star world series champion, 13-time golden glove award silver slugger award as well this guy played from 78 to 96 the year of our lord the year of my birth um so that's ozzy smith we've got oscar robinson does not need much of an intro but nba champion um nba most valuable player 12-time all-star three-time mvp of the all-star game i mean this guy this guy was mj before mj this guy is awesome he also held the triple double record until Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook, excuse me, recently broke it a couple of years ago. That was the big record that Russell was chasing that year. Yeah, Shout I mean, he he was that was the guy. Next up, we got Warren Moon uh, from the NFL from '84 to 2000, nine-time Pro Bowler, first team All-Pro in 1990, um, NFL Offensive Player of the Year in '90 as well. Then we got Tracy McGrady. Seven-time All-Star, two-time NBA first team, three-time NBA second team, uh, NBA's most improved player. And then lastly, we've got Derrick Rose. I think right. if, if you're talking about, you know, all-time body of work, it's got to be between Ozzy and Oscar. But I, I probably give the nod to the big O just because, you know, of what he did at the time. Ozzy Smith was good too, like one of the best fielders of all time, just his bat lacked a little bit. I feel like Oscar Robinson had one of the best, like, complete all-around games um you know when it comes to basketball so i'll give the nod to him but you know when it comes to electricity i love the fact that he threw derrick rose in there mm. like that man came out of the gates hot just dunking on everybody in his way fucking crossing people over jump shot you know maybe wasn't there um but yeah sort of tragic to see what happened with him same thing with tracy mcgrady honestly his, his career was it wasn't as steep of a drop off but i mean that that man that man was a bucket although he sort of started mm-hmm. to slow down in the end yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. I think it's going to be between Ozzy Smith and Oscar Robinson, the the big O's right here. I mean, I'd never heard of Ozzy Smith until I looked at this, but 13 time Golden Glove winner, like that's that's insane. Like, I mean, that blows my mind. So, but I I think I'm going to go with Ozzy Smith just because those those numbers are baffling, and he played from 78 to 96. Like, that's a long ass time. Brent, who do you got on this one? You guys are all wrong. It's Warren Moon. And you know why? Joe, you're leaving off 10 years of greatness from Warren Moon because he, this was when the, you know, quarterbacks, especially uh, minority quarterbacks, really struggled to get a chance in the NFL. This man played for 10 years in Canada and balled every year. I'm looking up the stats right now. He won CFL Most Outstanding Player. He won... The passing yard, he was the passing yard leader in 82 and 83, passing touchdown leader 79, 82, and 83. And he won, I don't know, he won a couple championships there. He was a baller. And then they finally let him come, come over to the NFL, and then he did the same thing. He played for a long time, too, from 78 to 2000. I think Warren Moon might be mine, man. It's between Warren and Big O for me. But, I mean... You're leaving off 10 years of greatness from Warren, and he should have been in the NFL that entire time. He played football for 26 years. Played for a long time. I mean, when you play quarterback, you can play forever. How long has Tom Brady been playing? 
probably like 20. 20, I think he's at like 22, 23. I thought he started in 01. Oh, maybe you're right. So I guess it would be 20. All right, so we've all got our picks. But who's the GOAT? Like, this is tough, in my opinion. But, I, I mean, I got to say, I got to say Ozzy Smith. That's, that's just me. We got to move on, though. We can't, can't just sit here and harp on one. We got number two coming up. And this one is not as clear-cut, but I think it's a little bit – I sorry, I think that it's a little bit more clear-cut than uh, number one was. First off, we've got Derek Jeter, the baseball legend, 14-time All-Star, five-time World Series champion, World Series MVP, AL Rookie of the Year, five Golden Gloves, five Silver Slugger. I mean, this dude tore it up. Everybody growing up wanted to be playing shortstop. Everybody wanted to be Derek Jeter wearing number two. I mean, it's. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say he's my pick right now. Mine like too. without, without even. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm going to put, I'm going to put the respect on Mr. Leonard. Um, you know, Matt Ryan and Mr. Moses Malone's names, but Derek Jeter is the number two, but I'm going to go ahead and keep reading off. We've got Kawhi Leonard, two-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, three-time NBA all-star. I mean, if he keeps on this, if he keeps on this run, it may be a little bit closer later on down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, Two-time all all NBA first team, uh, two-time defensive player of the year. I mean these these awards, and he's only been in the league for ten years, but that's, I mean he's just crushing it, absolutely crushing it. If he has the longevity that LeBron has, he definitely could have a hell of a career. Absolutely. Um, so let's just put some respect on the names of Matt Ryan, four-time Pro Bowler, first team All Pro in 2016. Uh, MVP in 16. Um, 16 was a good year for Mr. Ryan. And then we've got Moses Malone, our first basketball Hall of Famer, or sorry, our uh, basketball Hall of Fame, um, NBA champion, NBA finals MVP, three-time most valuable player. I mean, this dude is no slouch. So Moses Malone is a close second in my opinion, but Derek Jeter's taking the cake. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think Moses is definitely the highest up there if you're taking out Jeter, but Jeter's just by far the top one. Let me uh, let me preface this spicy hot take with uh, saying that Derek Jeter, you know, great, great player. One of the more recognizable, you know, faces of baseball. Like what you're saying, everyone wanted to grow up and be Derek Jeter. That being said, dude was slightly overrated. I don't want to get too into it, I don't want to get too into it. Man, the man's a little overrated. I think he's a little hyped up, you know, playing in New York, captain of the Yankees, all that. Um, slightly overrated. Never won an MVP batting. You know, he had a, he had a pretty he had above average bat, good fielder, you know, cool guy. Celebrity look of him. But, yeah, I mean, I see, compared <laughs> to the other dudes, he definitely takes it. But I wouldn't say he's running away with it. I will say Moses Malone is the seventh leading scorer in NBA history right now, so – Moses is, he's up there. I was going to say, Joe, can you please go to YouTube and look up Moses Malone highlights? Because I'm not sure everybody really understands how much of a bucket he was. I am also, I'm going to give the nod to Derek because Derek just won so many championships and was so great for so long. But Moses was, man, was a walking bucket. I feel like if we watched Moses on a regular basis, like we do the NBA players today, it would be a different story for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Derek Jeter is probably the best number two. 
I like that. Yeah. I like that stat. I think he me- he meant the most to his sport as the number two out of any other number twos. So I'm gonna take it with Derek. That's fair. That's fair. I think that Steve, I think you've got a really good point. And I think Brent too. Actually, we've all got a good point about Mr. Mr. Malone. We got to definitely put some respect on his name. I mean, yeah, no disrespect. Four time all NBA first team, four time all NBA second team. And this dude was not only great on the offensive side, he was obviously great on the defensive side. Derek Um, Jeter, uh, currently the all time career leader in hits, doubles, games played, stolen bases, times on base, played appearances, and at bats. I mean, that's what that's, I'm saying. Yeah. That's nah. Pete Rose leads the MLB in hits. I know that. I don't know about the other. I don't stuff, know. But... Wikipedia always lies to me, so that could that yeah. could be true. Pete's a cheater too. Well, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, he bet on the games. He's a. Degenerate. He didn't do anything to cheat though. Like in game, man could still hit a baseball. That's man true. can hit a baseball. Man can hit a shit, baseball. Though. All right, let's talk about the goat for number. Three. First off, we've got one of the most recognizable names in sports, Babe Ruth. Baseball Hall of Fame, two-time All-Star, seven-time World Series champion. But his accolades, I mean, he was the guy for so long. I mean, everybody now knows his name. I mean, it's synonymous with baseball. So, I mean, that's that's a tough one to live up to. But we're, we're going to see what, what else we got. We've got Dwayne Wade in the NBA, three-time NBA champion. Uh, NBA Finals MVP, 13-time All-Star. Um, I mean, D. Wade, walking bucket, absolute animal. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was propped up. Maybe he was propped up by LeBron, but I don't think no, so. No, I mean, that's, that's – I'm saying I don't think so. Sorry, sorry. So, maybe. but maybe. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But let's keep moving here. We've got – AI, Mr. Allen Iverson, Basketball Hall of Fame, NBA Most Valuable Player 2001, 11-time All-Star. Um, you know, another another guy who's synonymous with the sport. You talk about the NBA, most of the time you're going to talk about Allen Iverson. This guy was, I mean, when I was growing up, definitely the dude that I just thought was, he had just so much swag. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome to watch. Um, and lastly, one of our current players, Mr. Danger Russ Wilson, um, Super Bowl champion. He, he's, he's got a young career, but definitely he's got a lot of accolades. Um, but he does not have a MVP, not a single MVP vote. Not one vote. Not a single vote. I think Josh Allen has a vote. So let that, that yeah, let that, let that sink. But uh, that marinate for a little bit. Here, I think it's a little bit more clear-cut with this one. I, I think it's got to be Babe Ruth. Like I was saying, his name's synonymous with baseball. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think Babe Ruth takes this one easy as much as I want to give it to AI. Mm-hmm. I think I think if D-Wade didn't hurt his knee, he absolutely would be the one because I, I believe it was the 2011 – Whenever they lost to the Mavericks, that whole playoff se- that whole playoff run, D Wade was the star of their team. And then in the fi- or I guess, I guess in the finals that year, he had hurt his knee, and that's kind of when he took the back seat and was like, "All right, LeBron, like lead the way." But I got to go with Babe. The Babe was a monster, and I don't care if it was back in the day. That man was hitting bombs. 
hitting bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm going Babe too. Just you know, he, he was a great player, but also just what he represented. I mean, this man needs to show up wasted off his fucking ass, and then just show up and just hit missiles. Go into the stands, buy a couple hot dogs, eat them mid game. Like this guy was just hilarious. And God yeah, bless Babe Ruth. Yeah. They literally piece. let him have a runner to go to first base. He would <laughs> hit, a, hit a bomb and then be like, all right, go run. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to the bench. You fucking you know, like that shit. He's so goddamn bag. famous. They made candy bar after him. I mean, come on. Come on. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I think that Dwayne Wade and Allen Iverson put themselves in a hole by choosing number three. because they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're not going to live up to the hype of Babe Ruth. Um, yeah, but moving on, on to number four, this one, this one, I've got a lot to say about three or two of them. Um, for goats uh, on number four, we've got Lou Gehrig, um, who I mean, NBA or MLB led legend, um, baseball Hall of Fame, seven-time All-Star, six-time World Series champion, uh, triple crown champion or uh, winner. Um, and a two-time AL MVP. Next, we've got Mr. Bobby Orr. I mean, this dude was the fucking truth in the NHL for so long. Um, Hockey Hall of Fame, two-time Stanley Cup winner, nine-time All-Star, three-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner, eight-time Norris Memorial Trophy winner, two-time Art Ross Trophy winner. I mean, this dude was fucking stealing medals stealing awards Get this was the dude um and we've got mr brett Favre, who does not need much of an introduction if you grew up uh between the 90s or in the 90s you knew who brett Favre is and was that dude is a absolute uh gunslinger if you will um super bowl champion football hall of fame 11 time pro bowler three-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, um, and three-time three-time most valuable player. Wow. Get him. Wow. I mean, and then lastly, I want to put some respect on this guy's name, but I, I, do, I, I just do not know who he is. Roger Hornsby, uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, World Series champion, two-time NL MVP, and this is going to – I mean, this is going to shock you. Two-time Triple Crown winner. I mean, two times. Shout out, Raj. I'm not going to pick him, <laughs> but damn. Uh, but Sorry, my uh, my pick – yeah, my pick's Bobby Orr. I mean, he, like, I grew up really loving hockey, and, yeah, I you know, I, I grew up watching, you know, Ovechkin and Crosby and, you know, those players, but you always heard about Bobby Orr growing up, you know, you always knew who that was. Um, and, you know, so that, that's, that's my goat number four. I got to give some respect to Lou Gehrig because the man was a beast and obviously his name is synonymous with uh, the terrible, the terrible disease that I, I'm not, I'm no doctor, so I don't know exactly what it is but i know uh, the luke eric's disease i'm pretty sure it's als als that's that's what it is and i do know it's terrible so i mean respect to luke garrick he did i mean i'm looking at the stats right here that you said joe he was i don't know the term in baseball a baller he uh hit bombs Mm -hmm. i guess um but 
The number four for me, at least, is synonymous with Brett Favre. I mean, like you said, he was a gunslinger. The man took risks. He, the funny story about him is he, it took, it might have been like five years into the league before he figured out what a nickel defense was. He'd be sitting in meetings and stuff and hear about nickel D, nickel this, nickel that, and then one day he goes up to the uh, backup QB and goes, what, what's all this nickel stuff that they're always saying? And he goes, Brett, it's when uh, a DB comes in and a lineman or a linebacker comes out. And he goes, that's it? What's everyone getting so worked up about? That shit don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Brett. I mean, the man yeah. was... I mean... Yeah, I think it's definitely Brett or Bobby, but I think Bobby probably takes the cake for me also. Just such a such a generational player. Literally got eight eight Norris trophies, which is pretty crazy, which is the best defensive player in the NHL, if uh, anyone doesn't know. But uh, Brett Favre, definitely respect on Brett Favre. If you're going, like, public opinion, I think I'd say Brett Favre, but for me, I'd, I'm going to go Bobby Orr, too, because he's, he's a G. I'm taking Brett Favre. I don't really have a lot to say about it. Shout out to the two baseball players on this. They both, you know, some of the best hitters the game's ever seen. Don't know much about Bobby Orr, but that's a hell of a list of uh, accolades. But Brett Favre, I mean, sort of like the Derek Jeter thing. Like, Brett Favre, I feel like that generation was like what you wanted to be out of a quarterback and, you know, would always choose him in Madden and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm going Brett. All right, Zach. Uh, I'm actually going to go uh, Roger Hornsby. Um, I actually didn't know the fact that he won the triple cor- um, triple crown twice. Um, that is absurd. Um, that means you are hands down the best baseball player two years in a row, and not only the best, the best offensively in an era where you know hitting was a little bit easier. People were fucking hitting bombs. You know, Stay but, you know who else was in the league during that time? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It was Babes, probably Lou Gehrig. I mean, they probably had um, – oh, shoot. Who's that um, – Honest Wagner or Horace Wagner? What is Horace his name? Wagner. Honest Wagner. Yeah, so – So there was just an, an, an extreme amount of competition that he was, it was against, and to be at the top of the very top was uh, is impressive to me. To do it twice, you know, if it was just one, there was no way I would have probably saying. would have went with Brett Favre, but twice is – no one did it in between him either. He did it in 1922 and 1925. That, but but no one did it in between those years. So, oh, okay. Yeah, the you most, don't just you don't just win it. You know, if somebody doesn't just win it a year, like that's oh, right, right. Yeah, that's a well, yeah, yeah. One. I get that. I get that. That's a great point, though, Zach. You kind of got me on the fence too. Another thing I'll say about Brett Favre that's kind of probably why I pick him is: Do you guys remember when he came to the Jets in 08? And they started out like eight and three. I was actually talking to Liam about this the other day. I was showing him uh, the highlight when Anquan Bolden got his face broken against the Jets with that hit on Eric Reed. He literally had to get like his whole face reconstructed. But the Jets came out hot, eight and three. And then he hurts his elbow and refuses to come out. And then they lost like their last six or seven games and missed the playoffs. And shout out to him for his heart though, because he played through it and like you know him being the dude. I think he wanted to keep his streak going. Because he had some crazy starting streak at that point. All right, let's move on to number five. Okay, this one's, in my opinion, clear cut. There's no question about it. We've got Joe DiMaggio, Baseball Hall of Fame, 13-time All-Star selection, three-time AL MVP. MLB, a current record of a 56-game hitting streak. Can somebody check on that? I, I think that's right. 
Um, but my picks go to Maggio right off the bat. Uh, next up, we've got Albert Pulos, um, 10-time All-Star selection, three-time NL MVP, uh, NL Rookie of the Year. I mean, this guy's been going for 20 years and just doesn't look like he's slowing down all that much. I mean, I know that he's on a team with Mike Trout, but, you know, he's uh, he's, he's still putting up okay numbers. And next we've got Donovan McNabb. Um, we, we all know him. He's a Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Fame quarterback. And, uh, yeah, and then we've got Johnny Bench, who I don't know who that is, but, you know, it – if I, you know what if, if you're a, if you're a young player if you're a young kid and you're looking to you know make a name choose number five because uh there's not too many people who johnny uh, bench is the best catcher gonna... of all time joe he had some of the he was part of the big red machine in cincinnati oh sorry mr bench and the bench family um so the bench mom. we know that you guys are listeners joe joe dimaggio does still hold that record for uh longest hitting streak at 56 and the second person is 45 so definitely pretty impressive <clears throat> that's crazy uh but my picks uh my pick's still joe dimaggio yeah i'm going i'm going dimaggio too that record's like never gonna get broken 56 games getting a hit in each game like I think even nowadays, if you get, you know, on a decent hitting streak, people are just not going to pitch to you. You know, you're not going to see that many pitches to hit. So I think that's one of those records that's going to last, you know, forever. Um, shout out Pulos, though. Pulos is a beast. Johnny mm-hmm. Bench, too. You know, Donovan McNabb, he had, he had his moments. Did McNabb he, never get a Super he, Bowl? He, he never won a Super Bowl? Donovan uh, McNabb, he, uh, he wore number five. Yeah. <laughs> he made the Super Bowl against the Patriots in 04, but – he gassed out and threw up and blamed Terrell Owens for why they were bad. I'm taking DiMaggio also, by the way. Yeah, DiMaggio across the board. More respect to Albert Pujols because I've just seen him and I've seen what he's done. How old is the man? I, I'm very curious to know. There was also some, and I don't approve of any of this, but there was also some questioning on when he first came into the league. I mean, he was a grown-ass man. Um, I don't think they ever, like – I don't think he ever provided like any sort of official birth certificates. If you see pictures of him now, his gut now, he looks just like a like a softball dad. It's hilarious. He can't run anymore. He he only <laughs> DHs. I mean, I love the dude. Like he's he's awesome. He's one of my all time favorites. He's the reason Good the Mets didn't make the uh, the World Series in 07. When he was on the Cardinals, dude was so good. Andy Chavez had made the best catch I've ever seen in my entire life, though. He robbed a home run and then flipped it back to himself and caught it. I remember watching that as a little kid and just being mesmerized how somebody could do that in that moment because the whole crowd was just going nuts. I think Albert Pujols, too, is in. he's hit 600 career home runs, so he's up there in, like, all-time list. Oh yeah, he's a beast. I mean, put some respect on the man's name. That's what I'm saying. You know? I, hey, I, hey, I certainly have. I certainly have. It's still Dimaggio, though. Generic 2007 pop song. All our tunes are all the voices sound weird. This is a pop song. It's 2007. All right, let's <laughs> move on to goat numbers. Who wore number six? Um, but we've got Bill Russell. Um, you know, 12 time all-star five time MVP, 11 time champion. He's my pick. I'm not even going to read the rest of the world. No, I'm just kidding. We've got LeBron James heat LeBron James, um, who, how many, how many, 
how many championships did he win with the Heat? Was it two or one, just two, one? I believe. One, two. He was there from 2010 to 2013, okay. and he won two. Yeah, he won two. He was in the finals four times. And we've got Dr. J, Julius Irving, 11-time All-Star, one-time NBA MVP, and a Basketball Hall of Fame nod. I mean, these these guys, I mean, number six, If as I was saying about number five, if you're a young kid, do not wear number six because you will not be on this list. I mean, this list is prestigious. Yeah, I don't know. Are so, we, we going to be able to count LeBron twice at 23, too, or are we just giving that Michael already? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll count him twice. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll count them twice because hey, we're gonna we're gonna count Kobe twice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we're gonna count Kobe twice. LeBron's um, definitely the best number six. If that was if that's what I was out on. Really, out of this, I I didn't hear in the other ones. Oh, Bill Russell, Julius Irving, aka Dr. J. Oh, this is tough. Um, okay. Right. Exactly. Zach. Zach's just over here throwing names in. He's he's gonna say Baker Mayfield next. Um, no, my, my picks, my pick is uh, Bill the Thrill, 11 time NBA champion. I don't think his name gets put in the uh, conversation of best or goat NBA player enough. I'm between Bill Russell and Dr. J for sure. I'm going with Dr. J, man. He was his dunks were unbelievable ahead of its time. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a man jump as high as this man. Maybe Derek Jones Jr. Because that man can leap as well. Got an NBA Top Shot card for Derek Jones Jr. Make sure you Shout guys buy that so the value Brent, goes up. Brett's trying to hey, drive up the value no, of his Top Shot cards. No shilling, no shilling <laughs> cards on this podcast. No shilling cards on this podcast. Yeah, no. Did Dr. J not win a championship ever? Didn't the Sixers win one in like the early 80s? He won – Dr. J won one championship in 1983, and if Bill Russell actually won 11, then I'm definitely going to give that to Bill Russell. Oh, yeah. Have you not seen the image uh, with all the rings, like one on each finger plus another? Yeah. 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 We're going to – we're going to have only like eight teams, though. I think it's unfair to give LeBron this one just because he, he doesn't deserve to just have it for, for the Miami days. Yeah. What is it? What did you say? Four seasons in Miami? Three or four, yeah. Yeah, now when you're going yeah, up against no. Bill Russell, who won 11. I think it's Bill. It's got to be Bill. Especially because he did it in the garden in Boston with all those racist white dudes on his team. Like, they're like, they want the Celtics to, to win, and they're still just throwing racial slurs at him while he's just winning 11 championships for him. Pieces of shit. It Boston. was four years, by the way. Absolute garbage. All right, I'm Absolute. going. I'm going Dr. J though. I'm going Dr. J. All time pro and Bill Russell. Uh-huh. Bill Russell. All the all the stuff that he did, like you know, one of the but he was like the great you know first player of the NBA. But I mean, the man won all those rings when there were like only eight teams in the league, and he had a dude like Brett guarding him. You know, like <laughs> you got it. You got to factor it in a little bit. I'm hey Brent's scrappy. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying Brent's bad as you know. Hey, speaking of which, we got to get a uh, we got to get a guys who talk about sports basketball game going. All right, so our, do we all have our picks in? I'm going Bill Russell. Zach, who are you going Bill, with, with this one? Bill the Thrill Russell. Steve, you're going with Dr. J. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's move on to number seven. So this one has a lot of people, and I'm adding on a few honorable mentions. Number seven is a hot number. We've got Cristiano Ronaldo, international football star. 
literally needs no introduction. That dude is soccer. That guy is soccer. We've got Mickey Mantle, Baseball Hall of Fame, 20-time All-Star, seven-time World Series champion, uh, won the Triple Crown in 56, Golden Glove in 62. Next, we've got John Elway, Football Hall of Fame, two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, nine-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, NFL Most Valuable Player. We've got Pistol Pete Maravich, Basketball Hall of Fame, five-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA All, or sorry, All First Team, and two-time All NBA Second Team. And we've got Phil Esposito, Hockey Hall of Fame, two-time Stanley Cup winner, eight-time All-Star, five-time Ross Trophy winner, and two-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner. And our honorable mentions are Mr. Michael Vick, Ben Roethlisberger, Ray Bork, and Joe Theismann. So you guys can vote for, for these four, but I'm, I'm putting my money on uh, on Mr. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. That, that's, that's my pick, number seven. I think, yeah, I think Cristiano is an easy pick here. He definitely defined football for at least my generation for what I've been watching. Yeah, I'm going to go Ronaldo. Super easy. I really want to pick Pistol Pete Marinovich. He was dope to play with in 2K. He could shoot the lights out of the ball. He was dope in real life, too. I mean, when you get a cool nickname like Pistol, that's awesome. I think he averaged like 40 points a game when he was at LSU. Something yes. ridiculous like that. Yes. I think it's and the record. They didn't have a three-point line. They didn't even have three-point line. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's see here. He averaged – okay. In his three years at LSU, he averaged 44 points a game. Oh, my God. And it was consistent through his years. So, as a freshman, it was 43 points a game. And sophomore and junior, it was 44 points a game both times. While shooting, like, above 40% from the field. Oh that is just goodness. absurd. That is absurd. Cristiano Ronaldo has won five Champions League, four FIFA Club World Cups, three Premier Leagues, three UEFA Super Cups, two La Ligas, two Copa del Reyes, two English League Cups, two Spanish Super Cups, two English Community Shields, now two Serie A's and one Italian Super Cup. So he's doing it all over the place. I kept waiting for your list to wow. end so I could like argue it, but it just my, kept, my list it just kept going. It yeah. just kept going. It just kept going. Sorry, I almost lost my breath there for a second. Big G I journalism. Mean, I mean, do do we have to all? I mean, I also want to point out Mickey Mantle, twenty-time All Star, seven-time World Series champion, triple crown winner. I mean, we we can't we can't disrespect him this much. But still, <laughs> my picks for Ronaldo. I mean, like like Tony said, he 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 like he was the face of football forever. You know, still is. So, I mean, I guess it still is. I mean, and he's got the greatest uh, head like bust of all time. Uh, you know, statue of his face, the one where he's all messed fact, up. I think the fact that he's gone from England to Spain to now Italy and it's just still doing it at the same level is. Is definitely a factor. Yeah, it's insane. If you got a statue uh, of your Brent, face while you're still playing, <laughs> I think you made it. I'm going Cristiano. God damn well, it. Well, uh, Nick Foles. Yeah, statue, facts. So. Facts. I yeah, mean, so. no disrespect to Big Dick. 
Big no. Dick Nick. No, no, no. Um, Steve, who you going with? Ronaldo. I was yeah. yeah. Pist- Pistol Pete was cool too, but he also played in the era when you know Brown was guarding him. So Ronaldo. Yeah, I would All strap. Right. Let's talk. I feel like we're giving Brown a little bit eight. too much credit here. Fuck you. All right, let's talk. Uh, goat who wore number eight. So, I mean, there are two DC slash Maryland sports legends on here. Um, we're we've got we've got Alexander Ovechkin. Um, I mean, three time NHL MVP, Stanley Cup champion, Stanley Cup MVP, eleven time All Star. Uh, then we've got Cal Ripken. Um, the Iron Man, 19-time All-Star, two-time AL MVP, Baseball Hall of Fame inductee. Then we've got Kobe Bryant, RIP, 18-time All-Star, two-time Finals MVP, um, one-time NBA MVP, and five-time champion. And then we've got Yogi Berra, Baseball Hall of Fame inductee, 18-time All-Star, three-time AL MVP. Then we've got some honorable mentions, uh, Troy Aikman and Ray Guy. Ray Guy is actually the guy who they named the punting award after. Uh, And I think it's either for the NFL or for college. I think it's for college, but regardless. Also inspiration for the name of the guys who talk about sports. Yes, exactly. We, We decided on our name after after much consideration and we chose because of Ray guy. Um, he's the original guy. Um, but my pick here is Alexander Ovechkin. I cannot pick against him. That dude is, is hockey. Boom. Yeah. I'll agree with you on that. I definitely think it makes it easier for me that I'm going to pick Kobe for 24. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take Kobe as well. Yeah, I'm going grade eight too. Really, really wanted to pick Cal for this one, but it's it's just unfortunate that he's going up against Ovi. So, give me Ovi. What was yeah. Cal Ripken's uh, crazy record? Was it a a record of consecutive games played? Games yeah. played, yeah. It's like one thousand eight hundred or something. You play big, with like broken bones and stuff. We got big G journalism coming up soon. He's gonna break. And then one day he just eat. He healthy scratched himself. He was like, yeah, I'm not playing today. Like once he had the record, everyone was like, what? Really? <laughs> once he had the record. Now? I'm exactly, I mean, what, exactly what Tony said. It's a lot easier knowing that we could pick 24 Kobe because 24 Kobe was that yeah. Mamba, that Mamba mentality, that deadly, that leader, you know, that he was LA, but I'm between Ovi and yeah. Cal. Once I hear the record of consecutive games, that will be the deciding factor. I I, I want to pick Cal Waiting just because I know, everybody's gonna, I know everybody's I know everybody's going to pick Ovi. He played for two thousand six hundred and thirty-two yeah. consecutive games. Wow, I was I was slacking. Sorry. Jeez, Louise. can you wait? Can you say that number again? What two thousand six hundred thirty-two consecutive games he started. I mean, considering there's only 162 each year, too, like I feel like that doesn't even add up. That's insane. That's wow. insane. That's wild. I'm gonna pick right. Cal. I'm going Cal. Cal Ripken. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, actually, I may switch to Cal too. That was, I mean, that's impressive. That's oh, never going to be broken. Holy crap! Especially now, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm holding. Well, I mean, he's Ovi. the Iron Man. He's the no, Iron Man. No, I'm sticking with Ovi. I'm sticking with Ovi. That's my guy. I'm sticking with Ovi. All right, all right. Let's talk number nine. Um, this one I think is just cut and dry on who it's going to be, but uh, you know. You never know. So uh, we've got we've got Ted Williams, Baseball Hall of Fame, 19-time All-Star, uh, two-time AL MVP, two-time Triple Crown. Then we've got Gordy Howe, the dude, 21-time All-Star, four-time Stanley Cup winner, um, Hockey Hall of Fame, six-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner, six-time Ross Trophy winner, Again, just like uh, just like Bobby Orr, this name how is synonymous with hockey. Um, and I mean, look, he almost played. What is that? Forty-seven to eighty. I mean, he played thir- thirty years. Thirty-three. Thirty-three years. Holy. Thirty-three shit. years. Thirty-three years. Then we've got Drew Brees. Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, 12-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro. Uh, I mean, the, the awards go on. Walter Payton, Man of the Year, NFL Comeback Player of the Year. You name it, You name it. Drew Brees has done it. Last but not least, last but certainly, certainly not least, we've got Bobby Hull, another synonymous name with the NHL. Hockey Hall of Fame, Stanley Cup winner, 12-time All-Star, two-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner, and three-time Ross Trophy winner. My pick is that dude, Gordy Howe. I mean, like, I mean, he, maybe even more so than Bobby Orr, Gordy Howe is NHL. I mean, he played for 33 years. Like, that is the dude. So, my, my pick is Gordy Howe. Um, I would like to just go real quick. Um, I know I missed number eight, but it's super easy. Alexander Ovechkin. We'll move on right to number nine. Um, Bobby Orr is the NHL. Um, Bobby Orr was – sorry. We're not talking Bobby Orr. Gordie Howe. Excuse me. Gordie Howe. Gordie Howe hat-trick. I mean, it is literally a fight, assist, and a goal. Yeah. is named after the man. That's a sick Gordy Howe hat trick. Yeah, so Gordy Howe hat trick. Wow. Okay. And it's like pick. it's like an actual stat. Like it's like you actually get it. Yeah. Um, down in your stat book. Brent, did you Brent, did you hear what it is? What a Gordy Howe hat trick is? I got too excited off the name. Can you say it again one more time, Zach? It's Zach, a fight. It's a goal and it's an assist in the game. That's sick. That's a Gordy so, Howe hat trick. He's just known for kicking ass, getting assists, and scoring goals. Just feeding his teammates and feeding exactly. feeding some chin music. That's what I'm talking about. Gordy Howe is that dude. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm my Gordy as well, as well. Damn, I'm going Ted Williams. Ted Williams, probably the best hitter of all time. Let me throw some stats out here for you guys. 344 career batting average. The man had an on-base percentage of 482 for his career, which means, you know, all those years that he played, he almost he got on base almost half the time, which is absurd. And he uh, served in the military, World War II, for three years. And then he came back and he was still 
batting like a Batman. Got to give it up, Ted Williams. Damn. Veteran. Okay. Two-time veteran. Thanks for your service. All right. Brent, who do you got? Gordy Howe hat trick, baby! <laughs> Too sick of a nickname for me to pass up on, bro. I just I want to say that all the time, and I want to play Chell just so I can get that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only reason I play Chell. Throw hands, get some assists, score goals. All right, guys. That... With all his players. <laughs> all right, so this has been uh, – this has been the goats by numbers, guys. I mean, this is this is gonna come back every week. I I, I love this. This was fun. This was good. Thank when you, we Joe. get when we get to like the sixties, it's it's gonna get a little stale. But mm-hmm. hey, you know what? We 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 love offensive true. linemen on on this podcast. We'll I know, I know. We got it. we'll breeze through it. It'll be nice. I got oh, dude. We love the hog mollies on this show. We got to start giving more respect to the linemen out there. Well, and, and Joe, and who, also we got Mario Lemieux. 68? Thank you. Uh, Yager. Yager. I mean, yeah. Jared Allen. No, I, I know. I know. I'm, Jared I'm Allen. Just messing around. I'm, I'm just wide receivers. Right. Jeff Saturday. Number, it definitely does. Is he not number 60? It does thin out. Put your guns down. Put your guns down. We'll be right back after these messages. And welcome back after those nice messages from our proud sponsor, Anchor Podcast, the easiest way to make podcasts. As you see, us four dumb heads can do it. So as we continue to move on to our next segment, we have what I would like to call Smug of the Week. I know this might not be in order, but but we did just chat about this over break. And uh, I feel a certain way about this. Um, Kellen Winslow, the second, let's be clear, the second um, was charged today for uh, multiple counts of, of rape and sexual assault against women, which is absolutely terrible and has no place for anywhere in this world, and especially not on our podcast, but only as for the smuck of the week. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison. And personally, as I know I speak for the guys who talk about sports, we, we believe it should have been longer. Um, there's no, no place for that in this world. I read one of them because it was a couple of years ago he forced himself on like an 80 year old woman or something like that. Like a very old one. Another one here I'm saying I'm reading was homeless. So it definitely should have been longer. This man was a predator. He's a piece of garbage. Enjoy prison. I hope, uh, I hope you get your pipe cleaned in there, buddy. Yeah. I just Googled it. The, the, all the articles said serial rapist. That is not something you want to tie to your name. That is, and I mean, you factor in the old women and stuff. That's, that was bad. Five women that they know about. And that's like, who knows which ones are in the woodworks or like don't want to come out or whatever the hell happened. You know, the, tide, the tides will turn on that man in prison, though. I'll tell you that. That's thank you, Steve. And that's why he's our schmuck of the So moving on to our next segment with Professor G, we got some NBA top shot. For those of you, who've had your head under a rock for the past couple of weeks. NBA top shot is sweeping the nation and everybody's getting rich, including members of the guys who talk about sports. So without further ado, we want to welcome professor G. It's been a while since we've talked to him, but thank you, professor G for joining us. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Talk about some top shot and uh, maybe get a little bit of uh, betting advice in this week as well. So uh, basically, for the All-Star Weekend, 
the NBA released a special pack, and that's how they uh, how they released the Rising Stars rosters. So the NBA basically uh, subtweeted Top Shot, which is the first time they've really mentioned anything about it, and it's kind of huge in the program. And uh, they're going to do the pack drop sometime this weekend. I think it might be March 7th or so. Um, and so uh, definitely try to get in that if you already have an account. You're ready to hop in. If not, just make them count and get in the queue and uh, try to win one of those. Definitely going to be worth the money. And last week, you guys all saw um, on our Instagram page, possibly at Guys Talk Sports 101, um, I posted a picture because we, in the middle of the episode last week, we were in the middle of a pack drop. And Tony and I at the same time just clearly didn't get in. And we had a live, we got to capture the moment live. So I had to post it, but. We did end up getting a, a pre-drop order this past weekend that's going to drop in a week or two, and I'm very, very excited to see what cards are going to be in that. What do you think about that, Tony? So I do want to preface uh, anyone who may be excited for that pre-drop order. It is definitely not going to be as uh, as valuable as the previous drops because you definitely mm-hmm. got to take into account they're giving everyone who waited in line, which was over, I think, 200,000 people, they're giving all of them packs. So they're making yeah. all, all brand new moments. So they're not going to affect any of the moments that are already in the marketplace, already out there. All new moments. And they're going to be like 15, or I think they're 30K or 25K uh, serials per moment. So you're going to have to just take that into account when you're pricing them out. They're definitely going to be a little bit less expensive. So hopefully that'll raise the price of ours as well. But you're, there's still a chance that you could get a golden goose egg, right? Uh, yeah, you can definitely get a LeBron or like, uh, I think uh, there's some Carmelo Anthony's in there that are pretty high value. So there's definitely some good cards in there, but uh, a lot of people are expecting it to be as good as the last ones. And I sadly don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I, I saw as soon as um, it was like a pre-drop and everybody got a chance to get one. I was like, all right, I'm still going to get one, obviously, but it's definitely not going to be as good. Uh, Zach last week, he should have went to Vegas, man, because he had the run of his life. He got two packs in a week during stress tests, which was unbelievable. Yeah, basically they give out 5,000 packs to uh, about 100,000 people trying to get them. So it's definitely a a hard thing to get randomized in that top 5,000. And Zach was uh, one lucky guy. Twice. Steve, are you still not convinced? What's your thoughts on the NBA top shot now that you've kind of been around it for another week? I'm pretty excited to get one when I end up winning our NBA fantasy league. But uh, other than that, I'll just sort of, I'll, I'll see when it comes. That um, is true. You, you reminded us about that. We, uh, for our fantasy league that we're doing, um, the winner is going to be getting an NBA top shot that we're purchasing for $80, $10 each person. And then uh, whatever the value is at the end of the season, that's uh, going to go to that person. So, so hopefully as soon as we can get, you know, all, all the funds in, in order to purchase an NBA top shot card, we're going to be on that. But I, I think that's a, that's a pretty cool, you know, reward, especially once it gets over to Europe and into China and stuff, it, it could skyrocket. Dude, I think, uh, I think some, some players in the league are a little skeptical about it, but uh, I think come the end of the season, if they're in the position to win, they may be uh, a little bit more excited about having it. I mean, speaking of which, we might as well just talk about it now. We do have uh, some fantasy basketball that we finally have been able to uh, equate. And we, we did the draft a couple days ago, you know, so we got some some matchups set to go this week. We did start the season kind of late. So, you know, we only got about nine or so weeks until the playoffs start. But, 
You want to want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we uh, we started definitely late, but uh, we got in right probably two or three days before the All-Star game. All-Star break's about to happen this weekend, so uh, we're kind of doing it post-All-Star break and then coming back at it strong. So hopefully it's going to be a good season. We're doing it on Yahoo because ESPN, again, sucks. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shout Steve, out Yahoo. Steve, who do, you, who do you got on your team, and who are you playing this week? I don't even know, to be honest, who I'm playing. I think on my team I got uh, Donchich. So I'm looking at Steve's now. Steve's Russell Westbrook. Playing, Steve's playing our buddy Riley. Riley's team. Steve's got – It's going down. Steve's got Luca, Jalen Brown, Russell, Tobias, who's who's back and starting tonight, by the way. So mm-hmm. congrats to you. You got a pretty good team. Is that Draymond or Danny? Uh, Draymond. Draymond. So Draymond. I do – I do just want to – I do want to give a little tip to Joe that it probably would be smart to uh, put his players on his bench who have games in the starting lineup. So, Joe, if you're listening to this right now, please set your lineup because I'm playing you, and uh, it says I'm projected to beat you by, like, 1,500 points. I want to set that lineup, Joe. I got very screwed. We did our draft on, was it Sunday night? And um, it was either Sunday night or Monday night, but the draft started at 9 o'clock. And I joined it at 9.02 by the time I realized and I had missed the first round and it auto-drafted Anthony Davis for me, which normally everybody would be pumped about, but the man's out for four weeks. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure how Giannis slipped to me, to be honest. That's pretty that's pretty crazy too. And, and the we we only have nine weeks of the regular season, so half of that I don't even have my best player, I guess. A little bit less than half. I don't have my best player, which we're, we're going to be fine. You know, I made some moves. You know, I, I, I got a pretty good team. I'm playing Matt this week, and Matt is going down. The man uh, probably wants to set his lineup. He's leaving a lot of points on the bench today, but we're going to make it work. Dude, fantasy basketball is definitely a cruel bitch. You got to check your lineup a lot. Yeah, it's a good – uh. It's a good switch up in the workday, though. If you, if you get a little bored, you know, you, you want something to do to kind of stimulate the brain, you get into some fantasy. You know, all of a sudden you dive down a hole, you think you're a, you think you're a GM. But we're definitely get definitely, invested. Yeah, we're definitely going to keep tabs on our fantasy league and make sure everybody knows what's going on. To segue into our next segment, um, Jesse, he hasn't been on the show for a couple of weeks. You know, he's grinding in law school. He's going to represent us when we're all big and famous in the next couple of years. But the man, I've been in close works with him, and we're trying to put together a mock draft for everybody that's certified and verified by the guys who talk about sports. But so far, Jesse's got his first five picks locked out, and I'm just going to read them off to you. This is we, – we didn't do any trades or anything like that. We're just doing straight up, like, what it is as if the draft was today. So number one overall, I don't think there's any secret. The Jacksonville Jaguars are drafting Trevor Lawrence. Little side note on this. I actually, we have a source inside the Jaguars facility, a member of their organization. And people are going around there just saying like, hey, when number 16 gets here, hey, when when the kid gets here, you know, like they're walking around as if he's like, it's basically locked in that they're going to take him, you know, like. It's no surprise if anyone had the chance to, to take Trevor Lawrence, you're going to take him. But that's kind of something funny that I that I found out today through my sources. Number two, Jesse's got the Jets taking Zach Wilson, the QB out of BYU. 
Um, he's one of the top rated quarterbacks coming out. So I'm very intrigued to see what happens with that. Number three, this is an interesting one. He's got the Miami Dolphins taking Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Bama. little early for a wide receiver to go, in my opinion, but who knows? Number four, he's got the Atlanta Falcons taking Justin Fields. This one I agree with tenfold. You get Justin, let him sit under Matt Ryan for a year or two, kind of learn the ropes, doesn't have to start right away. And then when he's ready to go, when Matt Ryan's ready to hang it up, the, it'll, it'll hopefully be like a Patrick Mahomes situation where he comes in and he's ready to go right away. Or Georgia he's so boy too. Georgia boy, or he's so good in practice that you just gotta, you gotta get him on the field in some way. Um, number five, we got the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Jesse's got him taking Pinnell Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. So that's Jesse's top five mock draft. We got the rest coming to you later. Next, we're going to move on to big G's betting bonanza. How you doing big G? Doing well, doing well. Trying to get uh, get some plays in. Um, so the first game we got is uh, the Raptors versus Celtics. Uh, the Raptors are 17-17. The Celtics are 18-17. So we're just going to do a pick them here. And I'm going to go ahead and take the Celtics to start us off. Give me the Celtics. I'm sorry, who are they playing? The Raptors. Celtics. All right, lock that one in. Mortal lock. Um, the next game we got is Dayton minus three, who are 13 and eight, and Rhode Island uh, is 10 and 14. So Rhode Island plus three, Dayton minus three. So Dayton's Go got Flyers, four, baby. Four points to cover. Give me the Flyers. They got some. They got some spirit in that town when it comes to basketball. Dude, shout out to Liam. Let's go with the Flyers. They got screwed last year, losing. You know, COVID screwed them. They had the best year that I probably in school history with Obi Toppin. They're going to be a number one seed, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Dayton as well. I think that's uh, going to be a, a so easy double-digit win. Mortal lock. Yeah, but uh, if if you can get minus three, that's probably an easy number. But that number might climb to uh, closer to seven or eight, closer to game time. Um, all right, so the last game we got is uh, an NHL matchup. We got the Flyers versus the Penguins. Uh, the Flyers are eleven and three, and the Penguins are twelve and one. Flyers or, sorry, Penguins. Sorry, sorry, eleven five and three, and twelve eight and one. Oh, okay. Flyers fuck the Penguins. Yeah, I'm still going to take the Flyers as well because I believe Sidney Crosby may be out. Oh, yeah, he's got COVID. Yep, yep, Flyers. Fly City. Yeah. Fly. Yeah, these might have – I might, I might have given us three easy picks these week, this week, but uh, it's always nice to pad the stats a little bit. Mortal luck. Exactly. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get those stats uh, added up for next week so we kind of have a better idea of the records and, you know, a little more stability behind Big G's betting bonanza. But thank you, Big G as always. And I'm very curious to see what happens. Mar Maryland's actually playing Northwest right now. Who do you guys got in this game? Just, you know, off the top of your brains, they're playing North Hammer, Maryland, Hammer, Maryland, oh. minus four, Hammer, Maryland, minus four. It's Hammer. Gonna be too beat up on those else, nerds. Yeah. It's not, it's, it, oh, it's definitely too late for everyone else. And I may look real stupid if we don't cover, but <laughs> Hey, it's okay, okay dude. Northwest yeah, gets blown out by like twenty. Northwest yeah, no. bitches, dog. That's normally how my luck works, but we'll see. Fear the Terp. Yeah, I'll always bet on the Terps. Turgeon's not the best, but that could be a whole other podcast for itself. He's a hell of a recruiter, not much of a game manager. But all right, moving into our next and final segment, we got Steve's wacky fact of the week. 
Steve, what do you got for us? Sure, and I'm running on 5% battery on my Mac right now, so I'll try to make this one quick. This is a, a double fact week, though. So March Madness coming up. I wanted to throw out a, a quick fact. So since 2014, when they started tracking this, um, you know, March Madness, one thing that comes to mind, it's upsets. We all love seeing the upset, the high mm-hmm. seed against the low seed. Yeah. There was actually one upset that was seen as more unlikely because more people picked this team to advance. So one upset that was more, or excuse me, less likely than UMBC over Virginia, the, you know, crazy 16 over one seed. There was actually one upset that happened where less people picked the team to advance. Can you all tell me what upset that was? Norfolk State versus Missouri. All right. So I I should mention it's tracked back to 2014. Oh, shit. What year was that? that? that That was like 2012. Wow. Right. I remember watching that with you, Steve. There. Yeah, oh, that was a tough day. I, 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 I You stumped me. Yeah, South I mean, Carolina beat Duke. Games. When South Carolina beat Duke. Nah. So this is another thing that I also should have mentioned. This only did first-round matchups. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was number 15, Middle Tennessee State, over number two, Michigan State. People oh. were going to – a lot of people oh. picked Michigan State to win the tournament that year. Oh, yeah. So 2.13% of people chose Middle Tennessee State to advance, whereas UMBC, only 2.18% of people chose UMBC to beat Virginia. I'm not fucking with you, Steve. I swear to God that was going to be my next guess because I remember watching – I believe I was a freshman in college. I remember watching that game in my car. I was – amazed because i kept checking the score and they they had that one he was that one white dude was he white or was he light-skinned he had that i think he was like light-skinned they had that one dude with the goatee down a vicious dunk though bro i remember watching going dude i have michigan state in my final four i have them and then i checked everyone (laughs) everyone did everybody did so i was like all right all right it's not so that was that was a crazy red after that game i remember that game i remember i wanted to punch my fucking windshield i was so angry to the Sweet 16 that year? I want to say they won their next game, too. They went, they they had a good they run. Went on they, a little run. Yeah. yeah they went on they, run. That wasn't their only win. That's why I was kind of impressed, too. Denzel Valentine was the, the leader of Michigan State that year. Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. I remember when I, back in the day, when I thought Denzel Valentine was going to be something in the league. Yeah, me too. Turns out, after turns that, out I was we were like, all wrong. Uh... All right. Second fact spring training is also kicking off this week. So, throwing a little baseball fact for you. So, Big news out of the, the baseball world, the San Diego Padres signed Fernando Tatis to a 14-year, $330 million contract. Yeah, this man's only played 140-something games in the MLB, not even the equivalent of a full season. And this man just got paid, paid. Anyway, the fun fact is that when that contract is over, the Mets will still be paying <laughs> Bobby Bonilla uh, until the next year. So Bobby Bonilla is due to get paid until 2036. For those of you who don't know, Bobby Bonilla, I think last played his, he played his last time will be in like 03. And the Mets, the way that they structured their contract, they said, instead of paying you $30 million this year, let's just pay you $1 million for the next 36 years. And so Bobby Bonilla is still going to be getting a piece of cash after Fernando Tatis. So, so I, I actually did a little bit of research because Steve and I was t- were talking about this earlier this week. Uh, Bobby Bonilla day and everything. And I did a little bit of research on, into it. Th- this was back when um, 
the Wilpons had all their money in Bernie Madoff scheme. So they thought they were going to be caking in money forever. They're like, ah, fuck it. You know, a million there, a million there. Like, I don't give a shit. Then they lost all their money once Bernie Madoff's pyramid scheme came crashing down. Then all, that's why the Wilpons, I was so happy when they sold their, when they finally sold the team because we wanted them to sell the team for so long. They refused to spend any money ever. But that's crazy. So another fifth, they're paying him for 15 more years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I mean, talk about all-time great. It's Bernie Madoff in the pyramid scheme game. That's That's got to be the all-time greatest pyramid scheme. Oh, bro. <laughs> the oh, man, man was just like, everyone give me your cash. Don't worry about it's it. Call their cash. I'll just bundle up some cash and give it to you. And secretly on the side, I'm going to be spending this shit. goes here. This <laughs> goes here. This goes here. Dude, he was, was such like, a Wait savage. a second. We're not even investing anymore. He drove his son to suicide. I don't even think he cared. I, I saw the, yeah, no, the Bernie Madoff thing on HBO that. Go. He literally, mm-hmm. De Niro killed it, first of all. Yeah, De Niro did a hell of a job, Dude, as usual. The blank look on this man just not caring about fucking people out of their money. They're good, his hard-earned own. money. You want to hear something crazy, too? His wife still, like, is head over heels, heels in love with him. To this day? Oh, yeah. She'll, like, go and visit him in prison and be like, oh, my birdie. Wow. <laughs> How fucked up is that? He would have robbed her blind in a second, too. He'd be like, oh, yeah. I'll take your money. She probably doesn't have any probably, money, too. That's probably why. She's, <laughs> she's probably like, sneaking in heaters. She's like, so. honey, you want to tell me where the offshore bank account is? Like, please? He's just yeah, like, that's true. No. You come back next week. He's probably giving it to her like a, a crumb at a time, too. Just <laughs> like, all right, here's a little bit. Now you got to visit me next week. And then here's a little bit more. And then you got to visit me the next week. And then here's a little bit more. Giving her a penny at a time. Talk about ride or die, though. Everyone's calling your husband a huge piece of shit. Your son even killed himself because of what you did. And you're still going to see this man in prison. Like Ride shit. or die. Cut ties. Yeah, at that point, you should probably cut. T- I mean, if we're talking about ride or die, what about El Chapo's wife? You think she's going to rat? She sold out. No, she sold out. She already did? She sold out. Oh, witness protection. Oh, dude, they're going to kill her. Yeah, she sold out. Oh, my God. She sold out dude, on I... the Sonola cartel. Yeah, probably, probably. Wow. Wow. El Chapo's yeah, no, probably in prison. Like... pointing fingers, and they put her... Well, think about it. She's not just going back to Sinaloa, you know. She's not going to go back to her house and like. Oh no, she's fucked. The rest of her life, they're coming for her. (laughs) Dude, they're giving her. She's probably going to get like a shit ton of plastic surgery and going to witness protection. Dude, she's got twin daughters. You're telling me that people aren't going to like recognize those daughters in like Montana? I bet they will. (laughs) The Sonola cartel is going to hunt her down, and if it's the last thing they do. They're gonna be like, I need to probably gotta move to like the other side of the world until like the middle of nowhere in the on the other side of the world if you want a chance. Siberia. Yeah. Yeah. How oh. scared would you be being her daughters though? Oh, damn. Like, I didn't rat. <laughs> My life is over and I didn't even do anything. <laughs> I guess Fuck. I know if you're a kid, you don't know it's all coming crashing down. You're like, oh, it's gonna be fine forever. I mean, once the dude kept mm-hmm. breaking the tunnel he got to break out of prison. One of the craziest stories I ever read about. They just had dudes working 24 hours digging a tunnel to his exact location. Unbelievable. The dude has ride or dies. He broke out multiple times, dude. Yeah, yeah he does. 
Yeah, then they got him to America and they're like, you're not going any. They send him to like the Alcatraz of the West in Colorado. That's literally what mm-hmm. it's like. With the mountains. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen like documentaries about that place. It's just like open, open land and then mountains in like a very distance. It's like you're not they, you're not escaping. They wear bright orange. <laughs> like you're not going anywhere. Yeah, if you do some, yeah, everything's brown and like really like pale colors out there and you're wearing bright orange. If you do somehow escape through like the layers of electric fences and barbed wires and cement walls and guards with snipers, <laughs> there's no way. Like, where are you going to go after that? Like, okay, yeah. After all that, a bear is probably going to kill you if you don't die from hypothermia. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, like, you're fine. done. You're done. He's, he's done. I'd rather, have, I'd rather try my chances on Alcatraz. Just got to swim a little bit. Yeah. It's not that bad. Those both are pretty bad. I mean, it's pretty amazing that people escaped from Alcatraz in the first place. Like swimming that, how do you not die swimming in that? You know, like how do you even like train for that? It's just, and the one guy, one guy didn't make the jump. That's the craziest part to me. Like they kept leaving people. But he just got left behind. One guy just like tried to make the jump and didn't make it. Another guy got scared and went back and still got in trouble. That guy was such a pussy. Well, yeah. I mean, you try, you try to escape it. Like, of course you're going to get in trouble. Why would you go back though? Like he went back yeah, to his no. bed. He probably got back and was like, "Why the fuck did I do that?" I didn't do anything. <laughs> Shit, I should have escaped. Really. Like, I should. Those guys went. never got caught either. Never. That's crazy. Unbelievable. I don't know if this is gonna be on the podcast or not, but um, I mean, it doesn't even seem that hard. I went to San Francisco like on business before all this shit happened, and uh, like I was, I did some sightseeing, and there's literally this pier that's like the closest spot to Alcatraz. It's like uh, maybe a mile. Yeah, it's not very far. Not very far. It's not very far, but the uh, I think the thing is, it might be more than like a mile, but like it's it's a couple miles, and I think it gets something about the like the craze, like the waves are like unreal around the rocks and shit. It's just like like you try to like get out, and it like like sweeps you back. Like it's just like you get so tired out there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of the guys who talk about sports. We had a great episode today. And we're going to keep our list going for next week. Shout out to Anchor, the best way to make a podcast. We have a better relationship with Anchor than Baker Mayfield has with making commercials. I'm very stoked for March Madness coming up in the future. Steve, also stoked for, you know, our fantasy basketball to see how that plays out. And I'm stoked to get rich off NBA Top Shot. So once again, guys, thanks for listening. Be a guy, like, and subscribe. Be a girl, like, and subscribe, you know? We're non-binary. We love all. Uh, leave us a review. If you don't identify voice. with either one of those, like and subscribe. Yeah, either one. Send a voice Post message and shout out to Anchor. Have a great day and we'll see you next week. Yeah.